the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. This is Bullet Points on Vinyl Draft Radio. And now, your host, Tony Ashcraft. Welcome to Bullet Points here on Vinyl Draft Radio. I'm your host, Tony Ashcraft. With me today, as always, the armed and lovely Joanna Wilson. Hello. Hey, so thanks for joining us today. Um, we have an extra, extra special guest in the studio. And you guys, this is, uh, we have Tanya Weber, Weber. Yates. <laughs> uh, and I apologize, Tanya, I'm, I'm, I'm wrecking your last name all over the place. It's my, it's my fault. That's how, that's how prepared I am. Um, so today's no different than any other day. But uh, you know, Tanya is, um, uh, she's helping out gals get into shooting and, uh, and, and do some things. And we're going to get into that. But I want to say, first of all, um, before, before you, you guys out there listening, I want you to listen to me for a second. Because don't go, oh, no, it's another girl with a gun thing. Yeah, it is another girl with a gun thing. But listen, guys, what is cooler than a chick with a gun? Honestly, unless you pissed her off. But what is better than a girl with a gun? I mean, think about it. If your wife or your girlfriend says, hey, you want to go shoot this weekend? Come on. That is the best thing ever. That is the best thing ever. A chick wanting to go shoot is super freaking hot. So guys, listen up, man. Get your girls turned on to this stuff. Get them into shooting. Because if they're shooting, you're shooting. You're doing stuff together. Everybody's happy. It's a good deal. So guys, don't run away from this. Go get your girlfriends. Go get your wives. Go get your neighbors. Whatever. Get them in. Get them listening. This is important. I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm joking around a little bit. But but Tanya has a lot of, a lot of good things to share with us, a lot of of her personal experiences and and what she's doing and uh, how she's moving forward and how she's helping other women and it is a um, it is a compelling story so I, I really want you guys to to listen to this and and pay attention and uh, listen to what she has to say because it is um, uh, it's important that we all that we all listen so let's get to the uh, the firing line and um, you know we've been talking about Florida for a long time um, because it's uh, it's been in the news but uh, thanks to uh, some weirdo in Austin sending package bombs uh, Florida's got kicked to the back and uh, uh, what's his face getting fired from the FBI kind of pushed that down um, but there's still a there's still a lot going on with um, uh, with gun legislation and uh, I think it's important that just because it is not at the forefront of of the news of the news cycle let, let's not forget um, the Second Amendment uh, doesn't go anywhere so you know don't be one of those people I mean if you really if you really are a believer uh, in the Second Amendment like all of us are here uh, and you really truly support that um, you'll do it no matter what the Second Amendment weather is and what I mean is um, uh, you know whether or not there's somebody on the news pounding their fist on the table saying that we're going to take away your guns, they're all going to go away, we need tougher gun laws, we need there shouldn't be any guns, we should be like Australia, you know, whatever the, uh, the liberal of the moment moment is, you know, don't, don't wait until then to have the conversation with people. Um, just don't. And, and you don't have to force guns down people's throats. We don't want you to do that. Well, we want you to be respectful. We want you to be sensible. 
and we want you to share you know what you think and have an intelligent conversation with people because that's the only way they're gonna we're gonna move forward um, oftentimes um, you know anecdotally people will uh, will have a conversation with me and I'm sure Joanna it happens with you Tanya probably you too um, you know people say well you know I had a I was trying to talk to this guy on Facebook about guns and he was telling me we don't need no guns we'll take you know that kind of thing and they want to start calling each other names and that doesn't help it doesn't help at all when you're when, if you're trying to get your point across and you're calling somebody's names then you're just arguing you're not you're not debating you're not moving it forward and I'm not suggesting that um, that you're gonna agree with everybody on every aspect of gun ownership and uh, uh, the laws and legalities that surround gun ownership in every case but at least have a sensible argument don't give them anything else to throw rocks about um, because it doesn't it doesn't help our cause and there's going to be folks out there that you're just not going to convince and and don't try to don't argue with the person that's not willing to listen because uh, as someone once told me um, listening is the most difficult part of a conversation and it truly is if you want to share uh, thoughts with somebody you really it's important to listen to what they have to say I think um, in the two-way community too, um, actions speak louder than words and we need to continue pressing forward doing our shooting sports um, doing what we believe in because we believe in it and not because we're trying to be ugly or that we're not compassionate or that um, you know whatever excuse they may throw out there it's because this is who we are to our core this is what we believe in this is what we love this is um, something I love as much as I said I know I've said in the past as somebody may love NFL or NBA I go out there with my family weekly and spend time out there and um, it's some of the best family time we have so that's right and and, and that's uh, I'm glad you brought that up that's a very important point that it, it you know I think folks that aren't around guns that aren't uh, a Second Amendment type folks for whatever reason either they haven't been exposed to it or it's just not their thing or they're 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 sort of ignorant to the whole they don't understand right they don't understand it they they might not have that type of view but like Joanna said she does it as a family the children are involved her husband is involved she's involved and they do it they bond it is something it's it's their camping trip yes. it's their trip to Disney World but they can do it on the weekend and the good thing about this is unlike going to Disney World you're actually going to get something out of this because the children will grow up with a healthy respect they'll mm -hmm. know how to use firearms they will share that and, and with their children right with their children mm -hmm. and more importantly that gives one more child in you know the children are always at risk because they're children but if you have a child that's educated and smart about firearm safety and the use of firearms and the potential hazards of a firearmed uh, a firearm a firearm, <laughs> a firearm uh, in the hands of somebody that that's not trained or you know a child that doesn't know any better that's dangerous but when you have a, a child that has been exposed and been educated and been trained and shares that with their parents, then that child can be a mentor, sort of an instructor, sort of a, a reasonable voice with other children and hopefully can spread that message to say, yeah, you know, I go out and shoot competitively. Yeah, well, my dad has a gun. You want to sit? Nope. Or come home to mom and dad and say, I saw something that you told me I need to tell you about. Exactly right. And stop it in its tracks. 
Exactly right. Yeah. Education is the key, and we, we've said it on this show before. And Tanya has a lot of experience with that. <laughs> she, she's the one that my children went to to learn about the Eddie's Eagle program. Yes. Oh, really? Yes. yes. Yes, I teach them to stop, don't touch, run away, and tell a grown-up. Yes. Yeah. She's, yeah. she's involved and just, in all kinds of stuff. It just so. you, t- you hit the nail on the head. It just it takes that mystery out of out of the gun away when you start bringing conversations back into your home about them mm-hmm. so i think that's great that y'all are doing that it's wonderful yep and yeah. yeah it is and uh, and i go shoot with my girls um as often as we can it's not as often as i would like because you know families are busy but i don't um i don't let it go just because we don't go out and shoot we don't stop the process of discussion mm-hmm. and education you know parkland florida was a uh an unfortunate yeah, yeah it was terrible it was horrible. it was an uh, it was uh it was a horrible event but it should it, not have happened no it shouldn't have happened um but uh it gave us an opportunity to discuss some of those things you know i asked my girls and and it, from my perspective as a parent I, I don't like to so much tell my children i mean at, at a certain age you know children aren't able to they don't have a logical thought process yet but eventually as they get older they get into where you uh, you can ask them questions you like to um to impose a thought in them hey what do you think how do you think something like that happens what do you think caused somebody to act in that way and you get them to think and start asking questions about yeah why would somebody do that do 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 i know you know you, you get them thinking and uh I think it really um, helps to to open up their to open their eyes and their you know their minds and get that process going to hopefully help them identify you know God forbid if there's someone else out there uh, that has bad intentions and if we're being honest there there probably is as we speak right now there's somebody thinking about doing something but you know this kid in Florida. I was going to say nobody recognized what he was doing, but that wouldn't be a true statement because people did recognize, you know, that he had an issue. Law enforcement but, failed on many levels. Yeah, the government that we want to make laws to tell us how to carry our guns couldn't even get inside the school to take on a shooter. So um, you'll forgive but me. But today, <laughs> or was it today in Maryland, today, in Maryland uh, a school in uh, a school up there? We had a, a law enforcement officer stop a, a active shooting situation. Unfortunately, the girl that was some jealousy issue with an ex-boyfriend, I believe, he did shoot her, and she is in critical da- uh, critical um, condition. Condition, mm-hmm. yeah. And um, another child was shot too, but the guy was taken out that was doing it, and. Um, it's unfortunate these situations are happening, but if we have a media that's going to glorify this stuff and just run it over and over again and inspire these other people that just want negative attention, things will continue to happen. Yeah. So if we start focusing on solutions and, and sending a message that enough is enough, we have people here that will take you out if that's necessary. Stop. You know, end this. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the Cato Institute... Uh, they're they're pretty good about doing uh, gun studies and and sort of they look at how the media portrays statistics and things they like that. They encourage it. Yeah, they and, are encouraging this over and over, and they are the ones allowing these children to be 
to continue hear it and see the amount of you know publicity they're going to get over it and they want the negative attention yeah. they're sick yeah it, it, it's crazy it's crazy it's hard Absolutely to sick. to figure out people's motivations when they do this stuff but but you're right i think if um you know education is the key that is really i think our first best step for all of this for gun safety for stopping gun violence uh, and stopping school shootings and, and any kind of negative activity with a firearm i think education early and often is um is really going to be the key to this so we're going to take a break and you guys stay with us because tanya is going to share her story and i'm telling you guys i'm telling you sit down listen to this her story is just amazing what she's doing is amazing what she's accomplished is is really amazing and uh and you're going to want to listen so stay with us we're going to take a break and uh uh we're going to be back in just a minute with tanya kick from that rifle nearly took my shoulder off but i wasn't about to miss this we're glad that you stuck around too Welcome back to Bullet Points on Vinyl Draft Radio. I'm Tony Ashcraft in studio. Joanna Wilson and Tanya Weber-Yates of womensdefensivesolutions.com. Tanya, thanks for being here. We were talking a little bit before the break about um, you know, some of the things that, that you've done and, and the experiences that you've had. Now, uh, you know, most folks are going to assume that, that gun people have kind of been gun people all of their life, and they were raised around guns, and they grew up with guns, because typically that is the story. But you're sort of the exception to that rule. So you weren't exposed to, to guns early on. At one time, you we could actually have labeled you a an anti-gun person, could we not, in, your, in your younger days? Absolutely, yeah. So was it just that you, you just weren't exposed to guns or just wasn't your thing? Well, my parents had guns in the home growing up uh, as hunters, but mm -hmm. I never went hunting with them. I never cared for guns or never cared about them one way or the other. I was sort of, just sort of indifferent. Oh, they're over there, you know. Um, and then I had an incident that uh, caused me to really be an anti-gunner, I guess you could say. So when I was 18, um, going to school and, um, you know, just living my life, I had a man approach me at first, make small talk, and then all of a sudden he put a gun to my head, a dirty sock in my mouth, and threw me on the ground and tried to rape me. And um, it was it was horrible. I had no idea what to do. I had no training. The only thing that I could remember, um, the only training that I had, if you could even say that, is my uh, my mother told me if I was ever in a hostage situation, go limp. And okay, well, that's not going to help me now, but that's exactly what I did is I just kept trying to go limp. And he um, consequently could not pick me up to take me uh, to, into his truck, which was right next to us. And um, so anyway, from that experience for the next, you know, 10 years, I just, I hated guns. I had, I was part of that whole stigma that guns kill people. I don't want anything to do with them. And um, that's, that's kind of. Well, where I'm, I was. I'm, I'm sorry you had to experience that. That's that. That is that's horrible. That's terrible. Um, so that that made you go down the to to really dislike guns more than you, you said. You were kind of you were kind of neutral about it to begin with, but that sort of 
push you in the opposite direction. Oh, absolutely. And I can understand that because if your one and only direct experience with a gun or your most your most your biggest experience with a gun is one of of victimhood, then yeah, I mean I can I can completely see that. So you said uh, about 10 years and and later on you 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 had another bad encounter. I did. Um about six years after that, uh, a similar incident happened. Um, last day of college, we're getting our things out of our lockers, and a friend of mine, who I thought was a friend, you know, approached me, and all of a sudden, he just threw me on the drafting table and, you know, jumped on top of me. And you could just see his, his eyes turn black, and um, he looked around the building, and um, thank God that we heard somebody talking uh, or laughing in, around the, the corner. And he looked back at me and he goes, just kidding. And he let me go, you know, and I just thought, oh my gosh, what, you know, what is going on? And I just raced out of there. And um, again, just another bad experience that took me directly back to that night six years ago. Um, so, you know, that's just. Shortly after that, though, you were, you were uh, opening a property management yes, company, Yes, yes. So. About so it was about ten years after the first attack. We decided to open a property management business, and it was um, it was just like God Himself pushed me out of the bed that morning and said, "You know what? If you're going to do this, you have to get serious about your self defense." And so I um, I went to my husband and I said, "Okay, fine." You know, dragging my feet. How do I do this stupid gun thing? And he um, he laughed and he said, "I'm not going to show you. I'm going to make you go get professionally trained," which is what I highly recommend. Um, so from there, I got my license. It was a horrible experience, you know, having, first of all, being scared out of my mind of guns and having it put in my hand and said, you know, this big burly man behind me said, okay, go. And um, I, I think I took one shot. I set the gun down and just started crying, you know. And uh, But I'm not a quitter. So I picked it back up and I finished my session and I said, okay, fine, what's next? And I got my, I got a gun, I got my license. I went to the range once a month, you know, when I wasn't pregnant. And um, I realized that things kept happening to me. Um, here I am eight months pregnant with another, um, a one-year-old and then a baby on the way. I walked into a burglary in my home and um, you know walking to put my gun in the safe and there's somebody between me and the safe and that's when I realized what my body does in a in a real threat situation I froze I didn't I couldn't move I couldn't speak I couldn't do anything and again thank God that man saw me and ran away so um, the next month I had some men follow me home from Hobby Lobby just um, another experience you know hand on the gun as I'm getting out of the car, putting myself between um, them and and my other child, you know, and I, I think the combination of that and my mom being in the front yard, you know, also being mama bear to me, uh, they kind of slowly drove away. But it was just these obstacles that kept being presented to me. And then they've shaped and formed you into this yeah. person. <laughs> transformed and educating other women and conquered it yeah so yeah so it's been a real eye-opener these experiences that they just um they said okay you know this happened 
how, how could you have stopped it? How could you have done better? Let's learn from this and let's teach this forward. And that's try, tried to be what I've done. Or it's what I've tried to do in the last uh, four sure. or five years. So let me ask you, looking back, considering where you are now in your familiarity and, and proficiency with a firearm, compared to where you were then, do you ever look back and think, if the me now was the me then, how would I have done it differently? Every day. <laughs> those those little hurdles that I call them, they haunt me just as much as that man did at the very beginning because I think, man, I should have done this. And, and now today, I could have done this. And I know for a fact that I could have done this. Um, and I think the reason I ask that is because I think that, you know, as I think a lot of women listening would probably say, yeah, I, and, and we've said it here before that I think it's a deterrent sometimes or, you know, an obstacle, the word that you used, that women don't want to do it because they think, yeah, even if I had a gun, I know I would panic. I know I wouldn't know what to do. I know. I'd probably shoot myself. That's I, why we train. I, that's exactly. right. And that's why you exactly. have to train. But I think that that you know women that don't know um, that there are organizations and people out there that they can get training from, and we're going to get to that in just a minute. But that, that, that they don't know that that those resources are out there. That they don't have to do it all by themselves. That there yeah. are other women. That there are other avenues out there that they can get involved in. And you know, get themselves um, to where they need to be, because the two of you in here, I would guess, are there's not much that's going to scare you guys back into a corner um, with the training that y'all do. And and, and not, I still need more. So right, yeah, that's right. As as Joanna likes to say, it is a perishable skill, and that mm -hmm. is truer words were never spoken. You you have to keep training. You have to stay diligent. And I think that uh, I you know I wish. I think if if the bad guys out there knew that every woman was trained um, like you guys are, you know, and if every woman would get involved like that, because I can tell you, criminals by and large, they're cowards. They're cowards. They're bullies, and they want to attack the softest target. They want to. Mm -hmm. They want to um, uh, pick on the easiest victim or the person that's most likely um, the victim. I heard. Uh, I heard a study today that um, I think it was I think it was Cato Institute actually said that um, they I don't know how they did it but they they interviewed folks in prison surveyed some people in prison and the the guys said that um, they chose their victim or their victim the houses that they broke into and the people that they attacked based upon the likelihood of would they get shot or not. And that the if it was about as likely as them going to jail, which for most criminals they don't get caught too much, um, but uh, are not enough anyway, and and that made those guys it emboldens you know people that are looking for victims. If the, you feel like there's more victims out there, softer targets, then if that's what you do for a living, then that's probably what you're going to keep yeah. doing. I've got two questions for you. Sure. So in the middle of all this, you said you froze. What was it that you started to do that, um, I guess, in a, a certain I guess a circumstance like this that made you feel like, you know what, I'm equipped? What was it that you educated yourself? What, was it, what were the things that you did? Were you the shooting sports, girl and again, what was it? And then how, at what point did you go from anti-gun to pro-gun in that? So uh, Okay, so 
my first shooting experience, not a fun one, but the more I went back to the range, the more it, you know, I was a good shooter and that's fun. Yes, it is <laughs> when fun. When you hit your target, that's yeah. fun. Very satisfying. Um, yes, it is. Uh, and so that just kind of grew into, well, I, I really don't Confidence hate building. guns. I really kind of like guns, you know? Yeah. And then you start to put the gun on your body and, and wear it every day. And then you're like, wow, this feels good too. You know, this is confidence. Um, so it just was a gradual process for me. Uh, but what did I do to say that now I know that I, if I had been in that con in that situation now, I could handle myself? Um, I, I I inhaled books, um, videos, webinars, anything that I could on self defense, I, on self defense, on uh, handguns, you know, talk radio, anything that I could to educate myself. I started. Um, going education. to the range. Yes, <laughs> education is the key. So I started going to the range and I found a girl on a gun and that was just a turning point for me. So let's talk about that. Yeah, yeah. we're going we're gonna to get to Girl with a Gun um, uh, right after the break. Stay with us. Tanya's going to share a little bit more about her experiences and uh, what she's done and how she got there uh, right here on Bullet Points. Bold, informative, and thankful for the Second Amendment. This is Bullet Points on Vinyl Draft Radio. Welcome back to Bullet Points on Vinyl Draft Radio. We're talking to Tanya from womensdefensivesolutions.com, and um, she was sharing her story with us and how uh, she got into doing what she's doing, where she's at today uh, versus where she came from. She started out as an anti-gun type girl, and through some life experiences that she had, uh, it made her anti-gun <laughs> attitude a little bit worse, and it's understandable. Um, I think anybody that uh, that had to endure um, what she endured, uh, her personal experience would uh, would dissuade most people from uh, from moving forward. But but not this gal, not this gal, not even a little bit. Um, all this did was uh, was piss her off, make her put her head down. <laughs> And uh, she has she has come at it hard, and um, she's sharing her life experience. And and with that, well, she's carrying that forward. And uh, the biggest thing is she is uh, she's sharing that with other women. So, uh, Joanna, we were talking about um, girl and gun. Yes. So, um, I guess what ten years after the first incident, you um, how did how did a girl a gun come come to be with you? Well, I was the only one, the only woman that I knew that shot for about two years, three years maybe, and um, two years at least. And one day I found a girl in a gun, Women's Shooting League. They uh, meet once a month at a local range, and I thought, you know, I'm going to go. I'm just going to go see what it is. And um, lo and behold, I loved it. There were about 20 other women shooters and it's just such a, a fantastic community of women that get together and lift each other up and, and just uh, in cam camaraderie and, you know, it's wonderful to be able to shoot with other women. And so I was just steady trying to bring women in there with me, you know, come to the range with me. You can use my guns and um, just try to get anyone and everyone to, to come and uh, learn about guns and um, it's been great. So... And you said the uh, is it who who runs uh, Girl on a Gun? Didn't they step in and ask you? Yeah, to, yeah. So at a point that you were wanting yes. to help women. Yes. So I 
um, in 2014, I went to nationals with IDPA and um, did you know very well for myself and came back. Uh, we had a little prayer meeting about me be, being more assertive um, because I had planned to start Women's Defensive Solutions. And that very next morning, Juliana Crowder, the uh, founder of A Girl and a Gun Women's Shooting League, she contacted me and she said, I think you, it's time for you to take a leadership position with our team. And awesome. I was like, oh, oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> that's fast. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so I did that. And um, so I've been the head uh, facilitator for the South Houston chapter of A Girl and a Gun and Crosby chapter um, in the beginning for about four years. We meet once a month and um, everyone's welcome, all different skill levels. And it's just great to get together with other women and know that we're, you know, in each other's company and there's no, you know, animosity. There's there's nothing. It's just we're just there to shoot and have a good time. And we go to dinner and sometimes we'll do extra things like uh, last Friday we had a holster class and, you know, just sometimes we'll go to my range and we'll shoot rifles or, or whatever, you know, whatever people like to do. So I think that's important because, um, uh, you know, again, it's positive. Yeah, it is it's, positive. It's positive. And, and, and I think, you know, again, women out there listening, thinking about getting into it may be dissuaded because they think, oh, you know, I'm going to be around a bunch of knucklehead guys that are going to do nothing but berate me and yell at me because I don't know anything about guns and it's going to frustrate me and this. But for for a girl to be able to show up um, and get out there with you and the other ladies out there and really have a a no no pressure situation mm -hmm. at all, I think that is far more conducive to to learning. Because you know, I, guys, I guess we uh, you know a lot of us grew up around guns. We're familiar with guns and and we sort of have that luxury it's probably not the right word but you know of being around it long enough to where we fall into it a little bit easier versus someone that may not because women traditionally are not exposed to guns in the way that men are but i'm glad to see that that's changing because i think um, a lot more opportunities so. yeah there is a lot more opportunities and 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 i hope it i hope it keeps growing i hope it because i, I think I think no one, no one should be a victim. Yeah, so no one should be a victim, and and that you got you got to arm yourself, and you got to be armed, got to be smart mm -hmm. to be safe. So That's you right. were say you're praying about you know being more assertive, and you're going to start a company, and then here you get this opportunity for a girl and a gun. How long after that did you actually get going with Women's Defensive Solutions, and what are you doing with it? Okay, well it was simultaneous. Um, I think I had, uh, I think my husband said, you have three days to come up with a company name, go. And uh, that was the same day that Juliana contacted me. So um, they both kind of grew at the same speed. And I what, I, what I have the opportunity to do is women will reach out to me that have maybe never shot before or had a bad experience or, or you know, maybe their husband ha bought them a gun or there, there are guns in their home and they want to know about them, um, how to use them properly. And so they'll contact me and I'll invite them out to my private range where I get to sit with them and, and really learn about them for a few, you know, a good 10, 15 minutes. And then um, 
teach them gun safety and, and range etiquette, which I think is really important because my goal is to get that woman to come back to the range by herself and or lower anxiety. Yeah, yeah, lower the anxiety or come back with us uh, 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 with a girl and a gun. Um, so then we'll we'll spend about an hour on the range shooting and going over the fundamentals. And if she's never shot, then we spend an, um, an hour ahead of that learning about how the gun works you know is it going to go off in my hand or is it what if i drop it or you know how well how what is what is this cartridge thing you know um so it's it's just a an, a great opportunity to educate these women to um really in a safe environment and and hopefully something that's fun and where their their stress level is lower because it's only them shooting on the range and so that's just, just been very, um, it's just an awesome opportunity for me, to, especially to see a woman when she first uh, comes to the door and she's nervous and scared and anxious and excited, but you know, she doesn't really know what she's doing. And then afterward to see her um, finish on a high note and she's just overwhelmed with joy, you know, and um, that, that is why I do it. And yeah. you, ha you have some experience too. You said you, when you first started, you would take them to the ranges around oh, here mm -hmm. versus your private range. So what's yes. the difference? What have you learned in that? Well, I actually had um, a lady that there's just so much uh, commotion on a public uh, gun range, whether it's indoors or outdoors. And I had a lady meet me at um, a public range and she, you know, she took one shot and she said, I, I just can't. There's too much. I can't. And she never came back. I said, I begged her. I said, you know, if ever you want to come back, let's we'll do it again. And and she she just didn't like it. Um, and so that's when I realized, you know what? I need my own range. This isn't working. Mm -hmm. um, women need to feel safe to begin with. So yeah. that's a great a great mm -hmm. starting point mm -hmm. and a way, a way to win them over. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> to build confidence and lower anxiety because there's a lot going on. Yes. From the range etiquette to fundamentals. I mean, will the gun go off in my hand? I mean, people think that. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah, and it's difficult if you're at a public range sometimes and it's really busy. Bang, it's, bang, bang. Yeah, it's, it's loud. It's very difficult yeah. to mm -hmm. communicate. And granted, yeah. you know, eventually you're going to want to, you know, exercise your your shooting skills in a pressure situation but not the first time yeah, right. the there. her right. gift not, is in getting these women that have nothing no background right. and bringing them into this environment that's safe comfortable learning and you know overcoming that fear yeah and they're doing a great job so thank you <laughs> yeah so and i got to talk to you about where you want to go you know with it because you've been training these women you said you've had at least 100 women out there mm -hmm. um that you've been able to spend this one-on-one -on -one time um yes. growing them and they've all done so well picked up guns you have a selection of them out there and they, they they're able to pick what they want to shoot yeah and um now you're you're growing into what you feel led to do with i guess teaching people at churches like that's how right. to protect their church and yes. and whatnot. Yes, I think it is so important to um, to just educate people in church. Um, go to their church and, and start with the kids. You know, teach the Eddie Eagle, and when they get you know at ten, twelve, whatever age um, their parents feel is appropriate take the next step you know teach gun safety gun education and then teach the um, 
the younger teen women that are about to go to college, teach them about uh, situational awareness and um, self-defense and teach their moms about how to carry a gun and keep it in the house and um, how to shoot, you know. Uh, but start in the churches. That's that's really my goal for, for this year. And you have some ladies coming out. I do. So. I do. I'm so excited. Yeah, we have a church group coming out um, April 7th. Yeah, so, so any churches out there that are looking at some one-on-one -on -one training with an awesome lady, this is definitely the lady to do. Thank you. Private range and everything. So that's uh, honey, that's got to be that's got to be very satisfying for you as a whole. I think if I put myself in your shoes, you know, based on you know what you went, kind of where you were to where you are now, and you're able to to share that to sort of give that gift back to all these yeah. other people and empower them. That that's yeah. that's really that's really amazing, and I, I mean, I'm 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 humbled by what you're doing. I mean, it's it. The folks should be blessed to have you. Uh, that's a 180, right? Yeah. There. <laughs> no, that's that's, that, that's taken because you could have just you could have just as easily shut the door, closed your mind, closed Become your angry eyes, and fearful, sat yeah. on your hands, and been one of those you know. And Those you know, mad girls kind of stomping around and, and being mad at everything all the time because mm -hmm. of, of something that happened to you, but you didn't you didn't let it. Yeah. You didn't let it. You were you were stronger than your experience and you took that experience and uh, and put it in your favor and, and beyond that you've grown that to to be able to share with other people. And um, you know, I think for that, uh, uh, these you, you're making these women out here you're making them stronger. You're making them better gals. Mm -hmm. So we got to take a break, but stay with us. Tanya from womensdefensivesolutions.com is going to share more of her amazing story. Stay with us. Bullet points on Vinyl Draft Radio. Kick from that rifle nearly took my shoulder off, but I wasn't about to miss this. We're glad that you stuck around, too. Welcome back to Bullet Points on Vinyl Draft Radio in the studio. Tanya from womensdefensivesolutions.com. Womensdefensivesolutions.com. Uh, you guys need to, to take a look at her website and uh, read over what she's doing, what she offers. And um, if you if you missed the first part of the show, um, for whatever reason, shame on you. But you can, uh, you can visit her website. Uh, Tanya, you have a, a Facebook page as well? I do. It's a... Uh Facebook slash Women's Defensive Solutions. Okay, um, I just want to make sure that uh, that folks listening out there uh, have a way to get a hold of you and, and contact because I'm sure you know a lot of gals out there listening are going to want to want to get into this. And again, guys, if you're listening and you know been, your wife wants right, a private you know, exactly. introduction, this, is, this it. is it. This is it. Be a hero. Yeah. Be a good husband and go in there and say, honey, guess what we're going to do? This is a comfortable, this is as comfortable right. as a setting gets. You're going to, you're going to learn to shoot guns. And the good news is I'm not going to be part of it. <laughs> yeah. I'm sending you to somebody that's going to know what they're doing right. and going to teach you. We don't have to argue about it. And it's another. You know what I tell you? The worst thing is a husband trying to teach their their yeah. wife how to shoot. Oh my goodness! It can be. Oh my goodness! No, it is. No, it is. There's no can. It, <laughs> my husband still trains me. But. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. Uh, <laughs> well, so. Um, if uh, you were in churches and uh, you did some stuff with uh, some schools, didn't you? With the city of Deer Park, 
Mm-hmm. For the last, oh, two to three years, I've been doing the Eddie Eagle class. I've been doing uh, women's situational awareness. So for folks that don't know, uh, explain what Eddie Eagle is. So Eddie Eagle is for children, I say toddler. If they can color, they're, they can be part of Eddie Eagle. Um, toddlers up through about mm, six to eight years old, second grade, third grade, something like that. And it just teaches them what to do if they ever find a gun and you're not around. And that's... That can be really scary. The motto is stop, don't touch, run away, and get a grown-up. My, my kids actually took it from her, mm-hmm. I guess, last year. Yeah. I think it was so. It was really great. Yeah, that's great. Um, the Eddie Eagle program, I think, really, my opinion, as far as just a straight, simple, straightforward education for children and gun safety. Because, mm-hmm. um, again, not every family embraces um, – you know, gun ownership, not every family embraces the Second Amendment. And we always say here, and that's fine. If it's not for you, it's not for you. We don't want to ram it down your throat. Well, I think the biggest part, though, about <clears throat> this program, though, is that once you do the program, it's not over. You continue to tell your children the same thing right. over yes. and over. And everything that we do that we teach them, we're consistent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And because even if you don't have a gun in your home, chances are some, your neighbor does. That's right. Yes. And we've, yeah, and that's that's where I was mm-hmm. going. We've, we've said as much. Your kids are going to stumble across a gun at some point in their life. Mm-hmm. It, it might be in another kid's backpack. It might be in someone else's home. Uh, I mean, you know, accidents happen. It's an imperfect world. But you have to, you have to, have to, have to educate your children, and you have to continue that education. Yep, you have to reinforce that. Um, that um, that education is also, um, to borrow Joanna's phrase, perishable. Yeah, right? it is. So That's why we anything we do with our children, we do it consistently so that they learn by repetition. Yes. Right. Yeah, you learn by repetition. Mm-hmm. You learn by reinforcement. You learn by demonstration. And uh, I think as a parent, um, yeah, that's a big piece of mind. How important is it to you? Yeah. If you know it's there, how important it is to you? Are you going to say, poor me, I'm fearful, I'm not going to teach my children? Or are you going to own it and say, I know it's there, and teach them? Mm -hmm. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Yeah, you you got to get after it. You got to embrace it because there, I mean, you got to take it head on and you got to. It takes an adult standing up first, too, though. Yeah, and teaching you, themselves. It's part of it's part of being a parent, just yep. like we've said before. You, you know, you got to talk to your kids about you know sex all, and everything else, right? Sex, so, drugs, alcohol. Yeah, you know, bullying. I mean, any any number of things. There's just a handful yeah. of things, and I think a lot of times parents forget guns, or they just do this little cursory thing. If know. I don't think about it, it's not there. Right. Or just, if you see a gun, you know not to touch it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That kid's going to, as soon as that kid gets up and goes in the other room, they've forgotten what you've said. Unless mm-hmm. you've trained them, you've taken, you've removed all the, uh, I guess, the mystery from it. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, because our children, they don't, you know, they understand, you know, what it's capable of. Mm-hmm. And that they don't touch without permission. All right, and that's important. That's wow. important. But that that comes from, uh, you know, consistency, a direct approach, a sensible approach. And she helps you, know. you teach your children that. And that's a good lesson for adults. It is a good, and it's great because while the kids are coloring, I get a captive audience of the adults. Yes, <laughs> because I make the adults come too, and I have the opportunity to say, okay, here are the gun safety rules. If you're going to have it in your home, it has to be in a safe. You know, the NRA says this about it, and make sure that you're not hiding it in a closet or whatnot because your kids are going to find it just like a Christmas present or, you know, so I have the opportunity to talk to them, even if they don't have a gun in their home, you know. Yeah, you never know. 
You oh. never know, and that's what uh, that's what gets folks hurt. You know, that's how accidents happen, and it's. Mm -hmm. um, I, I really think. Um, I, I think with with few exceptions, I would say that ninety nine point nine percent of gun accidents could be prevented, and I really, really believe mm -hmm. that because you know when children. When a, when a child is accidentally shot, I mean, you see it on the news here locally. You know, I think last year, last year it happened a couple of times within, you know, a pretty short span of time. And, you know, the parents were irresponsible. They left the gun out somewhere where the kid could get it. And nobody bothered to tell the children about gun safety. There were other children in the house, I think in one case some older children, and if they, if those, you know, maybe if you have a two or three year old that can't really, maybe can't conceive of what you're trying to, to say with gun safety because they're three, but if you have a five, six, seven, eight year old in the house, then you got to put that kid in charge. That kid has to be, you know, that kid has to be educated as well to protect the siblings. Mm -hmm. you, you have to do it. You can't. You can't not. You can't not. And why, why would you want to put your kids at risk? Because exactly. that's what you're doing. If you have a gun in your house, if you have a gun in your house and you stash it under a pillow or it's in the nightstand or something like that and you don't tell your kids about it, that's the worst thing, not telling your kids there's a gun in the house. Because kids are going to they're going to be curious like you said mm -hmm. they're going to poke around they're going to they're going to they're going to dig around they're going to look at things they're going to get bored um you may have a babysitter over the babysitter doesn't know kid runs and wanders into the other room and what mm -hmm. do you do you don't want that to happen i would feel terrible if um if that happened to because you know ultimately those are your kids you're the parent they, those children are your responsibility they are your babies to care for and a conversation costs zero dollars but it will save you know you can't put a price on on what that would save on yeah. what that would save so that's good eddie eagle where can they find out uh, uh more information about the uh eddie eagle program um you can go to nra slash eddie eagle nra.com it's through the eddie eagle uh, it's through the nra yeah okay well, so yeah, if um, if you're if you're interested in doing that, I would encourage you to go. So the NRA, um, you know, a lot of folks the NRA gets a little bit of a bad rap sometimes because um, folks that aren't Second Amendment folks think the NRA is just purely pro-gun. A just, terrorist, right? They're yeah, they're terrorists. They're just pro-gun. They just want guns, guns, guns. and want everybody to buy, 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 own guns, AR-15. Full semi-automatic weapons like that mm -hmm. one. Yes. Uh, yeah, assault rifles, but they're they're not. They have a big arm, a big education arm, a big safety arm. Yeah. Don't be a, a victim. Lot, right. Don't be a victim. They have a lot of programs that. Uh, and a lot of instruct. You're, you're I, I am an instructor, instructor for. Yeah. Uh, refuse to be a victim. Which is a really big program uh, as far as being. Um, I guess licensed yes. by them. There are a lot of people across the nation, and this is a reputable thing that people look for. Right. So what's the difference between the uh, don't be a victim and maybe a pistol certification? Okay, so uh, refuse to be a victim is more about situational awareness, self-defense, inside the home, outside the home, uh, that sort of thing, versus the first, um, what is it, the, the pistol? Yeah, NRA pistol certification. Yes, yeah. and so that is strictly how does this gun work and um, the fundamentals of shooting a handgun. Okay. Yeah, so I both? teach both. Okay, yeah. mm -hmm. all right, cool. I do. 
so that if they wanted to go through that program, they could contact you? Absolutely. What's the best way? Just womensdefensivesolutions.com or Facebook? Yeah, either way. I have a an inquiry, you know, contact us on my website. That's how most women What's get in touch with address? me. Uh, Tanya at womensdefensivesolutions.com. Well, that's easy. Yeah. yeah. And Tanya yeah, is... Tanya, T-A-N-I-A. Oh, yeah, see, that I remembered. <laughs> that I remembered. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> and I'm terrible with names. I'm terrible <laughs> with names. If I didn't have mine written down, I'd probably forget it, too. <laughs> Listen, guys, this is uh, – Tanya, I, I really appreciate you being here. Yes, I thank really, you. The pleasure is really all mine. Do. Thank you. And I'll tell you what, we've we've had – Joanna knows so many amazing people uh, and, and women, and uh, I would not have guessed – I must say, I'm, I'm, I'm on the ignorant side of things, you know, being a dumb guy. But um, I, I tell you what, every woman that we've had in here, either on the phone or in studio with the Second Amendment stuff, just all amazing girls. Just incredible. It is. Down to earth, God-fearing, right. yes. loving. And you know what, guys? You, you never know. The next one of these gals um, might be cooking your dinner this evening. You don't know what your <laughs> wife is gonna could could be, man. Get her started, get her going. Hey, we gotta wrap it up before we get going. I want to give a shout out to Rod Gates and Jameson Smith from the Gun Cleaners, theguncleaners.com. Uh, they're friends of the show. We've had them on as guests. They're good guys. So check it out, theguncleaners.com. Um, if you need your gun cleaned, a clean gun is an accurate gun. That's gonna wrap it up for here uh, for us here on. Uh, bullet points on Vital Draft Radio. Join us next Tuesday, 3 p.m. Catch us live on the TuneIn app. We'll see you. This is Bullet Points on Vinyl Draft Radio.